Previously on Unpacked. Like, oh my gosh, I have to work now. Yes. You know, I gotta do, I gotta be a parent. When I woke, I was woken up by screams. Open the door, flames hit me, both my hands, you know, immediately my hands started peeling. I, I told them the house was burned down and, and Nadif was inside. I only began dealing with it, I think, maybe five years later. Clive Chabalala, popularly known as DJ C-Live, gives details about the house fire that took the life of his son. This is part two of the conversation. Let's continue to unpack. How did you break the news to the siblings and his mother's family? I, I really can't recall how it was broken to the family, but um, my daughter, her mom told her. Her mom told her. And mm. it was a very traumatic experience for her because they were very close. Mm. You know, uh, they were very close. and. From his mom's side, I mean, he had sisters that he lived with, you know, so mm. that he lived with prior moving in with me. And mm. um, they were even closer, but she, she was young. And uh, I'm not sure how she processed it, you know, mm. but I can tell you that the trauma of losing a little brother, your, your, your big brother, is, is, is something that lives with a child forever, you know. Mm. Um, I've, got a, I've got a brother I lost as well, you know, I've got a sister I lost before I was even born, but just that thought is, just hurt so much that I had somebody that I could call my ace and confide in and, you know, look up to for support and whatnot. That is not there anymore. That, that on its own just traumatizes me, you know, so I can imagine what it does to both his sisters, you know. Um, um, his older sister, his elder sister, from time to time has moments where she breaks down and she's not okay. You know, um, just the mention of his name, mm. you know, sometimes puts in a bad, puts in a very bad place. But I try to teach her that it's okay, you know, talk about your brother. You know, it's not something that should scare you. Talk about him, you know, let's celebrate him, you know. Um, so I constantly, every time, whenever I, whenever I get the moment, I, I talk about him and we laugh. We laugh about mm. things he used to do and, you know, as if he's there. I think um, what you're saying about encouraging sis the sisters to um, still talk about him like he's here is so powerful because the natural thing to want to do is not speak about it because you're not ready to deal with the pain. Um, but, you know, keeping the memory alive and all those things um, can be so important, especially to someone like yourself, because it's not like he never existed. Yeah. Um, even if he's not physically here anymore, um, you know, I, as a believer of an afterlife, uh, would believe that he's, he's still here. Um, what are your views? Because you've mentioned not being a religious person. Yeah. Do you think his spirit still lives on and he's, he's a guardian angel? I do. I do. I, I not so much God and the angel, but he's there. Like he's he's there. He's a, he's a part of me that I I, I can't uh, I, I can't even erase. You know, he's mm. constantly there. You know, mm. I mean, even right now, I I see him. You know, I mm. I hear him. You know, and it's 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 a great thing. It, you know, what you would call a God and angel. It's, mm. He's there. You know, and it feels like somebody that's constantly 
mm. you know, there with me. As um, many African or black people in this country do when we bury anyone is that, you know, we go through certain rituals and processes. Yeah. How did you and your family navigate that considering the circumstances of how he died? Because, um, you know, there's not necessarily a viewing, there's not necessarily open caskets and yeah, things like that. Can't. Look, um, his, his grand, from his mom's side, they have a, a different a, a way that they do their things, you know, because mm. they're from a very religious family, they're Catholic. Uh, from my side, my parents are religious, but I'm not, mm. you know, so I'm not really... I've not really had an issue with what, what they wanted to do on their end. Mm. I have my own ways as well, you know, my own ways of dealing with my pain. You know, I guess culture starts when you, each person can start their own culture yes. when they want and, and grieve how they want, you know. And I've dealt with, with the passing of my son in my own different way, you know. Um, there wasn't any cultural things because that's not the kind of family we come yeah. from. You know, um, though I do wish there was something like that, you know. So I guess uh, when there's no direction, you have to take it upon yourself, you know. And mm. uh, uh, I mean, I, I every day I've got a box with these ashes in there, you know. Uh, we have our conversations, we talk, you know. Um, I'm hoping one day to go back to the homelands, my mm. dad's uh, farm, and use those ashes and bury them in, 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 in the family farm. You know, bury and then create and build a tree there at the same time mm. and plant a tree, sorry, at the same time. And something that was symbolized, you know, every time I go home and say, okay, that's, mm. you know. Mm. Mm. Um, in terms of, and I mean, obviously, it's so difficult because his mom uh, passed away. How did um, mom's family deal with everything? Because for them, it's two deaths in such a short space of time. I, I really, you know, I, I really feel for, for for his mom's side of the family, you know, because it's they, they were dealing with a lot, you know. The father just passed away as well mm. the year before, you know, and, you know, they were dealing with a lot. Mm. They were dealing with a lot, you know. Um, hopefully, and I pray that they've gone through it and, and come through and come out of it in one piece, you know. Um, you know, I think we'd all just lost a lot, mm. you know, and it's hard to comfort other people while you are also broken, mm. you know. Um, yeah, we've not spoken in a while, you know, because, you know, I, I think we just needed to go through that phase where Mundo deals with their own things because, uh, because trust, we're, we're all triggers, you know. Mm. If, I, if I see them immediately, I'm triggered. They see me immediately, they're triggered, you know, mm. and and I really, I've not been ready to go back and say, hi, Ninjani, mm. you know, I was wondering how you guys are doing. I've not been ready to do that, you know. Because... And I appreciate your honesty about that, because I think there's a certain pressure of like, how, what's that really wanna? like, the really wanna? but the reality is exactly what you said yeah. about the triggers. Yeah, yeah, huge triggers. and. You know, we weren't really that close anyway, so it, it's, you know, we were brought together because of, 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 of uh, my son, you know, mm. because of my relationship with, with their daughter, you know, mm. so 
I'm, it's hard to force a relationship that isn't there, you know, mm. but um, I do show compassion towards them and, you know, um, been in touch with, with his aunt a few times, you know, and, um, yeah. Um, you say that your healing only started five years after. How were you living your life? How were you getting through the day-to-day prior I to that? Totally blocked it off. Totally oh. blocked it off. Um, I had blocked it off and I was just going about my daily life. I was like, I'm okay, you know, don't worry about me, you know. Meanwhile, I didn't realize I hadn't dealt with it until it started showing in other parts of my life mm. that, you know, you're a mess, bro. Go and get help, you know. How, um, how did it show and manifest itself? Look, it manifested in, in, in how I treated my partner at the time mm. and how I dealt with my work, mm. you know. I, saw, I started seeing things fall apart. Mm. And I was lucky enough to, to get the help of a, of a very, very uh, good, very, very good person in the industry, you know. Um, he became my mentor, you mm. know, and we spent a lot of time together. Lucky enough, he had been through so, more or less some similar um, uh, similar journey as I. And I started seeing a shrink, mm. and that's when everything started, you know, making sense. I started tracing every single thing that had happened to me to what I was doing each and every single day and how I reacted to things and how I acted and how I behaved. You know, I was able to trace childhood trauma, you know what I mean? Um, my sessions, our sessions encompassed a whole lot of things besides that trauma. But through that, I was able to deal with, with this hurt and I was able to start processing what had happened, mm. you know, and that's one of the most amazing things that had ever, has ever happened to me, you know, um, me seeing uh, my, my psychologist and, mm. and she put me through the, um, she put me through a lot of work and, you know, I, I didn't know I needed to do that as a Zulu man, mm. you know, I didn't know I needed to speak to Umlu, you know, to tell me, uh, this is, this is, uh, your, your pain comes from there and mm. this is how you need to deal with this, you know what I mean? There was a whole mm. lot of work I had to do on me that started making so much sense and I started letting go of a lot of pain and, you know, I, we, I, and I think the moment I let go was when I, I did a song that spoke about this incident. Mm. You know, um, it's called Coco Dreams. It really, really speaks to it speaks to what happened. You know, mm. uh, I recorded a song, shot a music video. You know, still wasn't too sure if it was the right thing to do. You know, am I trivializing my experience? Mm. But then I realized that the more I need, the more I tell my story, it's not just about me. I had a duty, you know, to to share my experience because people constantly look for beacons of light, beacons of hope mm. in other people and more so in people who are in the media. I don't know how that happens, but mm. it just makes sense with Taibo. Me as, a, as an everyday person, Usilav and I went through, you know mm. what I mean? It gives me hope. Usilav is working through such trauma. Therefore, mm. you know, who am I? A, a friend of mine lost his son who was the same age a year later and the first person he called was me. I was a mess at the time. I was really was not ready. 
I really was not ready, but here I was, I had this huge duty. Mm. I had to now hold and carry my friend and support my friend through a similar loss, which was a trigger for me, but I had to put myself aside, mm. put my feelings aside and deal with this, this friend of mine mm. that needed help. So that's when I, I understood that it was more than just about me. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, hence why I'm here today, yeah. you know, having this conversation with you, I mean, for all intents and purposes, I could be at home relaxed and not have to talk about this. But yeah. it gives me great healing as well to sit here with you and talk about the story mm. and talk about it with other people over and over again. I don't know how, but mm. it, it does, you know, it, it, it really gives me so much closure. Mm. And it allows me to, to speak frankly about my experience because my experience is not unique to me. Mm. As unique as it is to me, it's not. We all go through loss, we all go through trauma. You know, every single day something happens, you know, and I think the more we take the taboo out of, and especially as black people, we take the taboo out of death, mm. you know, uh, the, the, the easier it, it, it will become for us to, to, to confront these demons, so to speak, and, and, yeah. and deal with these, with these matters, you know. So I freely talk about my son. I freely talk about my experience, not to say that I'm, 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 I've managed to, 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 to conquer this huge mountain of, a, of an emotional mess it is. I haven't. I mean, mm. just yesterday I was watching a music video with my daughter and uh, there was a, a scene where everything was burning down and, you know, firefighters, you know, usually fire doesn't trigger me, but it depends, you know, mm. I, could be in a ba I could be in a bad space today, it will happen. Mm. You know, I was triggered by, by this music video and uh, I couldn't watch it. Mm -hmm. I've just learned to manage it. Yeah. You know. You, you, di you just described yourself, uh, you say when your, your friend called you, you were a mess. Yeah. What does your version of mess look like? Because, you know, even when we're speaking about um, how you not healing started to manifest itself. Yeah. And I think it's important because sometimes grief can look like, can... Um, appear as anger. It can appear yeah. as being reclusive. Yeah. What was your version of mess? Was it not showing up to appointments? Was it switching off your phone? Like, what was that? No, my, my, my version of a mess was, I was in a bad space in my relationship. Horrible space. Mm -hmm. You know, um, my partner and I were not getting along. Uh, work, it, it filtered out on, in, into the workspace, you know, where... Uh, I'd show up to work and I'd really lash out at, at, at people who, who reported to me, at, at my teammates, you know. Um, I wasn't delivering my work on time, mm. you know. I just had many issues. Meanwhile, I didn't realize that I needed to see someone and talk mm. to somebody, you know. And just everything was falling apart, you know. My relationship with my, with my parents, you know, my mm. partner, everybody, you know. I was, I was really out there alone, so to speak. Did know. anyone around you actually recognize what was going on? No. That is weird. You know, that is the, maybe they did, but and nothing was said. But I remember the day I realized that I was, that I needed help. You know, I was taking my partner to work and I parked the car on the side, outside our complex and I called, I called this, this mentor of mine and I said, dude, listen, I know you don't know me like that, you know, mm. and we've never really spoken. You, you have come, I've booked you for certain things at, uh, you know, at my old 
workplace where we had uh, shoots and whatnot. But here I am. I'm going through something. Mm. I'm going through something. And I'm reaching out to you. Imagine reaching out to a stranger, you know. Mm. <laughs> I'm reaching out. I need your help, you know. And, and he was like, oh, dude, I, I, I had no idea. Mm. I had no idea. But here we go. Uh, come see me. Let's do one, two, three. You need to go and see this person. You need to go and see this person, you know. Mm. And mm. from then on, my life really changed. Mm. It really, really changed. And, and I got to understand me. You know, I really got to understand me. I, I haven't gotten um, a sense of what his death did to the family dynamics because there was a person there, now they're not there. What did it do to the, the family as a whole? My, it, it, you know, we come from black families where we don't talk. Mm. We don't talk in black families, you know. We, we, we don't express our emotions. You know, from time to time, my mother breaks down, mm. you know, because she misses her grandson, you know. Um, from his mom's side, and I know it really broke, it really broke them, mm. you know, because he was the first grandson, mm. you know, even on my family's side, you know, but he had a special connection with his mom's side, you know, mm. his grandmother just, <laughs> his grandmother went, didn't want anything, you know, mm. you know, and that was just, that was a star child, <laughs> mm. Mm. you know, and... You know, he was the heir to the throne on both ends, mm. you know. So that really, really broke them. And, and, and I think from the mom's side, you know, because the mom had passed away, his mom has passed away that year, you know, I'm certain this, this had just done the most. This yeah. is just, was just a nail in the coffin, you know, yeah, yeah. so to speak. When you look back, um, you know, I'm thinking about what you said about that particular day and that you had a strange conversation in the yeah. morning. And even though you're not religious, I'm going to put um, my thoughts out there, which is, you may not be religious, but I definitely think you're spiritual on some level. I'm, I am spiritual. <laughs> what do you think was happening now in hindsight? What do you think that was? I can't make sense of it. Mm. I really cannot make sense of it. Um, what I... I can't make sense of it. Mm. I can't even claim to to understand what it is that that happened that day. You know, I've had a few experiences in my life where the weirdest things have happened, and I've stood in awe, and I was like, "Wow, mm. what just happened?" Mm. And I shove it to the back of my head, and I'm like, "Ah, ah. yeah," because yeah. I'm not gonna get a straight answer. I won't, yeah. but I know there's something amazing and very majestic that just happened. You know, for those two things to align like that for me, that conversation I had with my partner. And for and then, and then the incident that night, mm. I, I do not want an explanation. I I, I don't want to talk about that. Yeah. You know, because everyone is got, is going to have their own interpretation yeah. of it. Yeah. For me, it's just like wow. Yeah. These things do exist. What was it that eventually killed your relationship with your then partner? I don't know. I don't know. I I think uh, it had just gone past the sale by date. So you you don't think. Um, where you were at in your life contributed to that? No, no, of course it did. Yeah. Of course it did, you know, um, as it does with yeah. in, uh, in any other time, you know. Um, we just, I think we just gone past our side by date. Yeah. It was just yeah. that, yeah. Where are you today? 
I'm in a happy space. <laughs> I mean, I'm in, a, I'm in a great space, man. You know, you know they say they say life starts at forty. Yes. Yeah, they say life starts at forty. Um, I mean, I've got my ups and downs, but there's a great understanding uh, of life and and how things work. Mm. You know, so you know how to manage is in mm. You know, you learn to manage is in like no. Well, what you're dealing with now mm. is one, two, three, four. Yeah. You know, in these 40 years of my life, I've I've come to understand a few things. Yeah. Um, what you're dealing with will pass. Uh, will you'll be you'll wake up tomorrow. It's all right. Mm. You know, uh, you'll learn to manage is into. You know what mm. I mean? Yeah. I think with experience, you just come to understand quite a lot, quite a lot of things about life. What are your feelings um, now about having an al- another child, considering <laughs> having lost a child? I told you earlier, I'm very you, broody. Yes, yes. And I'm, I'm on that, that train that everybody must that. have babies. I'm extremely broody, extremely yeah. broody, but I'm scared at the same time, not because of the trauma, but, you know, uh, I mean, financially, you know. Yeah. You know, but, you know, finances have got nothing to do with kids. You know, when the, when a child happens, it happens. That's yeah. it. You know, I just know I'm extremely broody, but I need to find a relationship first. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is not the advertisement to say he's looking for one of you, but um, for me, I think the biggest takeaway is, like, the fact that you're so real about you didn't suddenly go into this healing journey and then ofodile and like like you are acknowledging and recognizing that first off it took you 5 years of watching your life become a bit of a mess mm. for you to then reach out for help and it's still an ongoing journey there's still triggers around you even Correct. new triggers um what is your relationship with fire like at the moment it's neither here nor there. Mm. It's neither here nor there. I that's one of the things that I made peace with. Um, I'm not gonna let, you know, I'm not gonna let things trigger me, you know, because it's so cliched. Yeah. I remember trying to, trying to trigger myself into into an emotional state. Uh, I don't like this fight. Uh, why am I doing that? I'm being so dramatic. Bother you. Yeah. I'm being so dramatic, you know. But there are moments where we'll sit around a bry and I'll zone out. Mm. And, you know, like I'll look into the embers and I'll. Suddenly I'm gone and I'm into that. I'm back there, you mm. know. It's neither here nor there, I guess. You know, there's nothing you can do about that. It's just you have to recognize the triggers. Mm. What else did you lose in that fire? I mean, you say the house burnt down. Did you lose everything? I lost everything except the car. Wow. Know? Lost everything. And how did you start to put your life... I mean, we've spoken about the emotional putting your life back together, but all those other little things from IDs to clothes to... You know, know, people are so amazing. Human beings are so amazing. I'll tell you that. Um, I've got a newfound appreciation for Abandu. Mm. You know, whenever you hear it, people are, are this and that in a negative context. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not true. Yeah. People are amazing. We have such a giving spirit. Um, I, I, an event was held for me in, in KZN. The entire KZN uh, uh, entertainment community came out and they threw an event and there's so much money was made. There were lots of donations down here in, jo- in Joburg, you know, from people that I didn't even know, you know, so I couldn't even begin to start naming each and every wow. person. You know what I mean? Because I don't know who gave it. it might be people in this room. Wow. I, I, I don't so people know. literally came through and donated and got you. It's, it's, really, mm. it's really true. Mm. It's mm. really true. It's, it's, it's not true. 
That, that part is not true because I am because of every single person. Mm, mm, you know mm. what I mean? Um, and I'm forever grateful. What, what was the, the gift that you got out of this tragedy? Love. Mm. Love. It's always been love. It's always been love. You know, there's nothing else. Final words that you'd love viewers to know about your story? I don't know. I don't know. I, I just believe that you have to live each and every single day as if it was your last. You have to love hard. Mm. You have to love hard. That's, that's the only thing that you have. I mean, through the material things and everything else, all that's meaningless. Just love hard. Mm-hmm. Your story for me, man, is so, it's painful. It's really, really painful because mm. it just happened like that. And even you saying like you were laughing, yeah. I completely get it because it's so like, is this a dream? Is this a joke? Yeah. Like, what's, what's good? Like, yo, I, I, I feel every single thing that you shared and I'm just, I'm so proud of you that you, you have overcome. You, you could have been a completely different person, but you chose to be this person. And for you to say the gift is love, man, I'm, I'm so happy for you for that. So thank you so much for sharing. Thank you so much. Hashtag unpacked with Rilewekhile. I think sometimes we take for granted how easy it is for fires to ravage our homes and to take away from us and to take lives from us. So where we can, let's be safe. Um, getting fire extinguishers, getting ourselves clued up on the things that we can do. For those of you that cannot afford fire extinguishers or not or are not in a position to have fire extinguishers, let's better prepare ourselves for these type of emergencies and crises so that when they do happen, we can respond as quickly as possible. I would love for us to dedicate this episode to your son, you know, to his memory, to his life, because he did live. It's very kind of you. And I think it is beautiful the way you describe your relationship. So may his memory live on. Thank you you so much for joining us. Have a good night. Next time on Unpacked. I would swell up so much. I'd be sitting with you and my stomach would start swelling up. But you were feeling okay, so you weren't worried. Two symptoms coming back to suddenly you need a liver transplant. Yes, I did some tests. The nurse came back and said, how did you get here? Because mm. first of all, you don't even have blood. If we do not find that liver for you, you're going to die. for watching Unpacked with Rilip Khilema. Make sure you subscribe to my channel where you can get to watch more episodes. But more importantly, you can be part of our online community. Comment down below, share with us who you'd like to see on the show, what story you'd like us to discuss. We love engaging with you. Keep it coming and don't forget to subscribe.